This past week, I had a sort of mini retreat one night with some United Methodist pastor uh, friends of mine who joined together with a for a barbecue and a night talking about the church year ahead. I almost can still feel all the chicken that I ate that night. But uh, as we were sitting there, sitting around this grill, and we kept, after the meal, kept adding wood to this grill. So it was like a bonfire uh, we sat around. And I was thinking to myself, sitting around that bonfire, that a bonfire is a great symbol, actually, for a retreat. About that light that shines in the darkness, about God in the Holy Spirit that connects us all that we hope to see and feel in our midst and every day, at every moment of our lives. Retreat gives you that sense to remember what is at your core. Retreat is about building relationships. The women's group will be going on a retreat on Friday night. And, and, and it is about relationships. And the same thing can be said about what the church is about. Now, we're not going to have bonfires, although that would be attractive, wouldn't it? Bonfire to sit around. But church itself, what we're about today and what we're about every day, is about building relationships. A relationship with God, our relationship with each other, and our relationship with others who aren't us. This church, the church, I hope is uh, or will become for you the place or that place that enables you to build those type of bridges that make these connections and that also link your faith to your life. Because in our world today, it's so easy to feel disconnected, so easy to be disconnected. So easy in our lives to turn toward other sorts of things, to find fulfillment, to find satisfaction. This is not a new problem. We read, as Harriet read in our Old Testament lesson from Exodus this morning, the 32nd chapter, how quickly the Israelites turn away from God and look inward in fear and in uncertainty. They fall into focusing on all other things in their lives and lose sight of what God has done for them and can do for them in the challenges that they face in their lives. Stiff-necked people, God calls them, and I love that imagery. I don't know if any of you, but I know I woke up in the morning with a stiff neck, and I know how that feels. When someone says something and you have to go, yes? You ever have that feeling when you can't, your perspective is one way focused. It's a great struggle to be able to change your perspective. You have to turn completely around. Once we get off track, we lose sight of that all-reaching perspective that God has for our lives. And it's not easy to return our focus. I remember hearing, as some of you probably have, that sign that's up on some logging road in Maine someplace that says, choose your rut carefully, you'll be in it for the next 20 miles. And we all know those ruts in our life, don't we? Those ways we 
dig ruts so deep we can't see out of them. The walls are so high that we lose sight of the possibilities that God has for our lives and for our world. And before we know it, we are lost. We are alone. We are singularly focused. This can happen for us as individuals. It can happen for us as a nation or nations in general. And it can happen to religions as well. When you begin to think, my way is the only way. And when it happens, like it can when people respond to evil acts like 9-11, perpetrated by individuals, by blaming a whole faith community, we lose our way spiritually. Walls are built that separate people instead of bringing people together. President Obama, I think yesterday, said, in the face of terrorism, how we respond matters. In the face of fear, in the face of evil, how we respond matters. In the face of aloneness, in the face of disconnectedness, in the face of apathy, how we respond matters. We need to, as a nation and as individuals, find that which connects and not focus so much on that which divides. I'm sure like me, many of you, perhaps all of you have also felt lost spiritually at times. And we need help finding at those moments where we are and how we can get back to our spiritual center, that fire that burns for us and in us and through us. And it's at those moments we need each other, at those moments that others need us. In our Gospel lesson this morning, that's a few passages from the Gospel of Luke, the 15th chapter, we have to be like that woman who turns on the light. Have you ever tried to search for things in the dark? It's not an easy thing. You bump into things. You trip over things. You fall over things. We have to be like that woman. The church needs to be like that woman who turns on the light as we reach out and search, search together for those, including us at times, who feel lost spiritually for whatever reason, in whatever faith community that they might be a part of. It's important to recognize those who are reading, uh, reading this story back when it was shared, or hearing this story when it was shared, would have thought one coin, one drachma is actually the, the coin. Why is that woman spending so much time looking? It's of little value, it's of little worth. Just leave it, just go on. This is then how the woman acts, and this is how Jesus wants us to react. She stops whatever she's doing and invests all of herself in getting that coin back and rebuilding a connection, you might say. And we as the church need to do that for one another. We need to know that when any of us feel lost, that someone is searching for us. Doesn't any person in a storm, I think experts say this, any person in a storm, any person that is lost, 
needs to know that someone is looking for them in order to survive. Experts say that someone who's lost, who knows someone is searching for them, survive longer than someone who believes they're all alone, that no one is looking. It's awful to be overlooked in this world we live in. I remember, actually I remembered because of seeing all the school buses around this past week in the city, an experience uh, I had relating to school buses. Uh, it was our older son Ben's first day of kindergarten. He was very excited about riding a school bus for the first time. He had talked about it over and over again. And in order to be prepared, his dad had made sure he knew what street we should be on to meet that school bus. And so there we were on that first day of school, Sarah and he and myself waiting for that school bus. And we're on this road here. And we see the school bus coming down this adjacent road. And then I see that school bus turn away from us and go that way. And I think, Dad picked the wrong corner to be on. And I hear my little son next to me cry out, I've missed the bus! And in direct, like at the same moment, I feel a gentle, it was not gentle, a shove from Sarah, catch the bus! But it was going away. It had left us. It had passed us by. We can't pass by people. No matter who they are, as people of God, we cannot pass by people. Now, like our family way back 50 and 20 years ago almost, who quickly ran around the corner so that we could get the bus when it came back. And thank God we caught that bus and Ben's life is well-adjusted because of it. <laughs> there are people who work hard to find a sense of that journey, who want to get on the journey of faith and invest themselves in finding a way to do that. Again, finding a faith community, whatever that place might be, that might connect them to God and to others as people of God. But there are also others I know who just keep waiting. Remember that coin in the story? It's totally passive. It's not searching. It's waiting. If coins wait, it's waiting to be found, to be connected to get, come back home to that woman again. And that's how many people are. We could easily pass by someone who really needs to be reminded of that connection they have to God, who through the sharing of our faith may help get them through whatever challenges, whatever darkness they face, to see that light that shines for them. The church needs to be about, and we, because when I say the church, I mean you. <laughs> I mean us. I don't mean the building. The church needs to be about building a bridge that connects people to their faith. 
and then that faith to their lives. People can get lost in all sorts of ways, not because they're bad people. You know that because you've been lost yourself. It can be little decisions here and there. It can be events that happen in people's lives, awful events in, from, in a national scale or a personal scale. It can be because of failure on the part of the church. Failures on the part of faith communities that have done stupid things to turn people off. And that bridge which connects people to God and to their faith community crumbles. We have to help restore, we have to help rebuild that bridge. Every day, I believe, every day God gives every one of us here an opportunity to help build that bridge for another or to help strengthen that bridge for ourselves. Somewhere in your life there is a person who needs to be reminded that they are not alone. They might feel like they are far on the other side of a stormy moment. A great gap that separates them not only from God but perhaps from all of humanity. They need someone who's going to build that bridge. I hope that our church can give you opportunities, can give you an entree by just talking about your church. Doesn't even necessarily mean that you won't invite them there. If they open the door, invite them here. They might be Jewish, they might be Muslim, they might have some other tradition. Just because you talk about your tradition can remind them of the power of their tradition can reconnect them to something that's deep inside of them, or maybe they have no tradition, can remind them of a power, a divine power beyond themselves that will link them again to a power that is more than just them alone in this world. This is a wonderful journey we're on together. And I believe that our faith can move us through anything. Even if something is happening in your life right now that makes it hard for you to believe that I know and God knows, you will find your way. Because there are people sitting in this place that pray for you, that want you to know that you are not alone. That you have a God, that you have people of God that care about your future, that want you to see beyond whatever hole in your life is threatened to gobble you up. A bridge will be built. You can help someone believe that. You can help to build that bridge that connects or reconnects to a future filled with God's possibilities for you and for others. We need to be people. We need to be individuals. We need to be a community. We need to be a church that is about building bridges and not walls. That help people feel connected that help people feel that they are in a relationship that will hold on to them, even if awful things happen. 
like 9-11 on a national scale or in an awful things happen in a personal scale. They need to believe. They need to have faith. They need to have hope. And you hold those things. Don't hold them so tight. Share them. Give them. Offer that bridge. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come before you on this morning and on every morning and day and evening of our lives as we wander and wander. looking to grab hold of you and to be grabbed hold of. We know, dear God, that there are folks here today in the midst of challenging times. If anyone comes this morning with a special burden in their heart, allow them to know and to feel your light shine in their life. Allow each of us to speak our mind, to share our faith. Not that we have all the answers, dear God. Share the questions. Share the unknown. Share the uncertainty. That's what it means to have faith. If it wasn't like that, it wouldn't be called faith, God, we know. Some people just need to know, God, we know that others wonder and wander as well. Give us the strength as we go into this week ahead to open our hearts and open our minds and open our mouths and open our arms and give of ourselves. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And now we join together in uh, the hymn on page 2117 of The Faith We Sing. A Spirit of God, written by a friend of ours, Steve Garnis Holmes, who's the pastor up in Acton at the United Methodist Church there. Let's join, please stand if you are able and sing 2117 in the faith we sing him. Lord. 